You are listening to the Christian Worship Center podcast. For more information about our church, please visit us at cwcstillwell.com. We hope you enjoy this message. So we're going back to our Holy Hippie series this morning. Amen. Uh, we're going back to, we, we talked the first uh, Sunday about um, verse number one. How many members that? Um, <laughs> verse number one told us that um, you, if you forget your past, what God did in your past, you hold your future captive. Forgetting what God did in your past holds your future captive. Go to that point number two, because I, man, I'm having trouble this morning. I didn't have, bring my paper with all them on there. Forgetting what God, there it is. Forgetting what God did in your past will hold your future captive. Point number three, and I think that was out of verse number two. God is attracted to impossible circumstances. And so we talked about that, how barrenness is, is God's attracted to a barren womb. He's attracted to somebody that's not got it all together. And, and some, some, sometimes we don't have it all together. All right, number four. We're going to point number four this morning. Well, no, the, that, that we already visited that one. The Word of God will never fail. And that's one thing we can trust in is that His Word will not return void, but will accomplish that where until we send it. Number five is what you do when the Word is inside of you will determine if the word outside of you will survive. What you do with the word that is inside of you, when God gives you a word, we know the word will never fail, right? But it's what you do with the word that will keep it from failing. Just because you get a word doesn't mean you're going to just get it and you're just going to go on acting like nothing happened. Come on. Because the word of God never fails. The angel said to the woman in verse number four, I believe this is, or three. It might be three. Yeah, verse number four. Now, therefore, I pray thee. He just gave her a word that she was going to conceive, right? He gave her a word that she was going, that God's, God was going to have his way and that he was going to, he said, now therefore, beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine, nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. This is a little wild. Because the church is used to eating negative, thinking God's word's going to come forth in them. I heard you groan. Good sign. Is what the angel said unto her, I'm giving you a word, but you got to take care of that word. You can't just continue doing what you've been doing with the word that I'm giving you. Because we understand that they have a certain thing, she has a certain thing to do. How many knows when a woman is, is expecting or pregnant, she has some prenatal care. Well, what we're going to do this morning is activate Holy Ghost prenatal care. A prophetic prenatal care. We're going to activate something inside of you to take care of the word that's about to come forth in you. 
Because you can't keep talking like you've been talking. You can't keep living like you've been living. You can't keep eating stuff that you've been eating. You can't, you can't drink the Kool-Aid. If you're going to birth what God has put inside of you, you have got to do a few things to take care of that word. So we need to activate prophetic prenatal care this morning. You've got to protect the word it's inside of you. How many in this building this morning, you've been given a word? You've been given some word. You've been given something that God says is going to take place in your life. Come on, raise your hand right now. Look at this. I think that we probably need to visit this scripture. Because we got people in here that have, God has given you something to birth. And you're going to bring it forth. The deal is, is you are getting the word, but it's up to you to protect the word. It's up to you whether that word is born prematurely or whether that word becomes aborted, or whether that word bursts materially. It's up to you. I've been given words that I birthed prematurely. And guess what? I had put them on ICU. They went in, I mean, some, some extensive care. And, and they had to be given oxygen. And also, this is not God's plan for his word. If it's his baby, he will kiss it. And he will bring it forth to maturity. If it's not, then you might have to give mouth to mouth of that thing every day. Does this make sense? So what I want us to understand is the word that is inside of you, when it is born, is a miracle. When it grows, it becomes a testimony. How many's looking for a miracle? How many's looking for a testimony? Because when it is born, it becomes a miracle. When it grows, it becomes a testimony of what God did. Mm, hallelujah. So the word inside of you is important. The angel tells them, be very significant. I mean, you've got to be on purpose on this thing. You can't just do your own thing. I want you to eat the right food. What does this mean? What you digest. What you digest spiritually will determine what you deliver. What you let in determines what comes out. What you let in will determine the outcome. Now, even at this moment, regarding pregnancy and alcohol, it's a thing. It's not legal. It's not uh, some, some wonderful thing that sounds good. But it's, it's even legitimate today. Health society will tell you, don't drink when you're pregnant. Right? That's not old school scientific technology or whatever. Scientology, whatever. It is actually something that's helpful. So it's not legalism. But this is a simple thing that you should avoid alcohol. The toxins that are in alcohol shall uh, will harm the development of the child. The same thing. This is what Paul means when he said, don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess. 
but be filled with the Spirit. Come on, you've got to be filled with the Spirit because what's in you is spiritual. You can't be drunk on all the mess that media is telling you. All the stuff that Facebook is putting on there. All the stuff that Instagram has got and TikTok and all of this craziness that we're dealing with today. You can't be marred by that. You've got to understand that what's inside of you is of God and is God. And so you've got to keep God at your forefront of your knowledge, of your mouth, of your ears, of everything has to be about Him. Because what you have inside of you is God-breathed. So that word is his. So we got this, these conversations you're digesting. The things you're digesting with your eyes. We got scroll, scroll, scroll. I mean, in, in look, 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 and click, click, click. You know, and all this kind of stuff's going on. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you can ruin your day by what you're scrolling and looking at and hearing and watching and all this. So we... Some of us have words from years ago that we've not given birth to. Why? Because we hadn't taken care of them. We still went ahead eating what we wanted, drinking what we wanted, drinking the Kool-Aid, all the kind of stuff that was handed to us. And we are so doused in fear that the Word of God is so lacking in us that it's not growing. It's just hanging out. And we wonder why that word has not come to pass in our life. What have you been eating? What have you been looking at? What have you been concentrating on? Because I'm here to tell you that today you have permitted things in the atmosphere that is anti-biblical. We have fed on things that are anti-biblical. But today, in on March the 13th, I think it is, of, of 2021, I want to tell you, or 22, man, golly, I'm a year behind here. But anyway, in 22, we are saying right now today that there will be no more aborted, broke down, messed up, dead words that are inside of us anymore. Today we're activating spiritual prenatal care and we're going to birth everything he's spoken us. So today is a new day. It's a new moment. There's nothing that God has put inside of you going to die. Oh, yeah, take that, devil, because I didn't intend to say that. So what is happening, the word that's in you will not be born prematurely. You're going to nurture that word. You're going to pray over that word. You're going to sing over that word. You're going to shout over that word. You're going to have glory over that word. You're going to, um, that word inside of you is going to grow because of what God has put inside of you. Nobody else can take it away. Mm. So, you're going to anoint the word. You're going to prophesy unto the word. This word will come to pass. This word will come to fruition. This word is not a word that's going to die. So, what'd she say? what the angel say? Beware. I pray thee, beware. And drink not the Kool-Aid or the wine, nor the strong drink, nor 
eat any unclean thing. It's what is around us, right? Be careful of the seed. What does that mean? Take care of the seed that is in you. Take care of what God is about to do in your life. There's a word in you right now. There's a God-ordained purpose for every person that is in this building. And I'm telling you right now, on the authority of the Word of God, that that word will not return void. Come on, I'm not talking about some word you dreamed up. Because if it ain't according to the Bible, I don't care what you do to it. You ain't going to bring it back to life. There's nothing you can do to make that thing happen. You're just going to keep on giving it artificial respiration, and it's, you're just going to keep on trying to make it live, and it's not. But if there's a word that God has put inside of you, make sure you protect it and you grow it. Do not surround yourself with negativity. Do not permit words that run backwards to what God has told you. Just when they start coming, mm-mm, sorry. Talk to the hand. The head ain't listening. Amen? Because you got to do that to protect what God has put in you. Mm. So that's why there are three things I want to leave you with this morning. I know it's 12 o'clock and I ain't even got to the first one. But I'm going to hurry, I promise. Three things. The first thing I want you to, uh, you to know, with, this is pre, prenatal care that we're going to activate this morning. The first thing is don't share your prayers with everyone. Oh, I know that sounds ridiculous. But how, why would I share a prayer with somebody who never prays? Because all they're going to do is spread it. And they're going to gossip about it because that's what they do. They talk about it, but they never pray. Come on, there's people. <laughs> mm. You come into agreement with someone who lives out prayer. Who's had answers to prayer. Who's prayed and something happens. They got testimonies to prove it. They got power in them that you can see on them. You know who to share it with, who not to share it with. So don't share your prayers with people that don't pray. When you want to learn something in life, you go to somebody who knows more than you do, right? Come on up. I don't ever want to feel like the smartest person in the room. Because that's a lonely place. I want to surround myself that people are no more than I have. They've reached to higher levels. And that's why I'm proud. I'm excited about all the age groups that we have at Christian Worship Center. I have older people that I know been some places. You know what? I don't, I'm not even concerned with going to them and saying, pray about me, with, pray for me about this. You know why? Because I know they do. And I know they will. We've got people in the same age level group that I am that still, they're powerful. And they're mighty. I know they're going to pray if I ask them to. There's people that are younger, same way. I know they're going to pray. I know they're going to they're believe God. So the deal is, is go to someone who has the same level with you, the same anointing as you, the same maturity as you, the same commitment to the fullness of Christ as you. I'm not going to somebody who barely goes to church. Come on, because they ain't even figured out that they don't that they don't need anybody. Well, I'm not a part of any church because I don't need to be. 
Boy, you are really immature. Oh, I said it. So don't go to those people. They're immature. Because if they got a pride issue, if they don't think they need God's people, Come on, you think you think a guy'd be hanging around with another guy if that other guy said, I like you, but I don't like your wife. <laughs> no, nope, honey, you ain't going out with you ain't gonna go fishing with them anymore. Do you think God saying these Christians that, well, I love you, God, but I sure hate your wife? Wonder how that's gonna fly. Oh I, I, boy, that's a rabbit trail, wasn't it? I think somebody need to hear that this morning. I don't like your bride. You're hurting his feelings. That's the church he paid for. Yeah, it might be stinky. It might be messy. It might be nasty. But ask Noah's wife. It's the best thing afloat. At least the church is still floating. The ark was a stinky mess. It was full of snakes and camels and all kind of stinky animals. Ask ask, uh, Noah's wife, it was the best thing available at that moment. Go get yourself in church. Stop using all them stupid excuses. Man, I don't know what's wrong with me this morning. So number two, let's move on. Be careful who you share your dreams with. Sometimes your dreams don't come to pass because people strip you of your robe of many colors that your daddy gave you. Stop sharing everything God gives you with everybody. He said, cast not your pearls away uh, to swine. That's what Jesus said. I didn't say that. He said, lest they garble it up and turn around and rend you. This is what's because people will strip you of your robe because you share the dreams. And with individuals who strip you because of envy, because of, of, of jealousy, when your dream, especially outside of orthodoxy, if it's a little out there, they're going to tear you apart with that dream. You start dreaming supernatural dreams, people will not understand you, and they will kill your dream. So number two, be careful who you share your dreams with. Number three, don't share your wounds with everyone. Because your dreams, your wounds, and prayers, because if you share your wounds with somebody, that is where you've been. And a person that wants to get one up on you will always bring that wound back up if it's a time where they can one up you. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So you've got to be careful who you share your hurts with, where you've been wounded, where you're hurting the most because they will turn and rip you apart acting like they're your friend when you shared it. But they know how to get you back when they want you down. You understand what I'm saying? I know this ain't shouting, but hopefully it's going to make us shout soon. 
Because there's th- these three things I just wanted you to understand. We're activating holy power, prenatal care. Amen. We're not sharing our prayers with certain people. No, that don't mean you don't like them. That don't mean you hate them. That don't mean you've got nothing against them. There's just people that's not on the level that wouldn't get this. What God has put inside of you, they're not going to understand it. Why did Mary and Elizabeth get together? Because they got implanted by the same power. Because their dreams matched. That's the reason their baby leaped. Because when they got together in the same place, guess what? They both had the same anointing, the same power, the same kindred word was going on in both of their lives. So they were excited for one another because they had been, had the same word inside of them. Come on, not the same word, but it was the the power of the same word. And so this is what I'm saying this morning, that what means is the word of God. The word of God. Because the devil is an accuser of the brethren, so you don't want to share your wounds with everybody. Because the enemy knows how to turn that back on you and accuse you. And maybe you haven't thought about that word in years. But all of a sudden, God's doing a great thing in your life. And that person whom you shared a wound with 20 years ago says, but what about? And it kills every ounce of deliverance that you might have accumulated. So be careful. So I want to talk to us right now. I want to say one thing. as My wife's coming back to the piano, and we're going to get out of here. I want to prophesy to you right now. Get ready. Get ready, devil. Because we're activating this morning. Holy Ghost, supernatural, prenatal care. We are going to, in this next level of anointing, this next level of authority, this next level of power, this next level of the supernatural that we are in right now, we are getting ready to know who is laboring among us, who's on the same page. Who's, you'll, you'll, you'll go to sleep, and the Lord will let you know who your, who your camaraderie is. Because sometimes we want to use somebody as a confidant that's just a, really an affiliate. You should be affiliated with them because they go to your church. But you shouldn't be confiding in them because they're not a confidant. And so we have confused who we trust. You've got to know who's on the page with you. You've got to know who you know. This is why you've got to be God-led. Because to this morning, I want no more dead words in the church. We don't want any more stillborn dead words in the church. We don't want any more aborted words in the church. Come on. I want every word that's been given in this place to come to fruition. And this morning, you're about to give birth to what God has given you. So today, bring out your yellow flags because it's a season of joy. Amen? 
the other night. I had no clue when Sister Charlie Joe asked me what that meant. I didn't know. But every celebration that I've looked at at Pearl, they have yellow flags. Because it's a season where God turned the darkness into joy. And tonight we're going to celebrate. So if you hadn't made plans to be here tonight, you really should. Because if you're wanting to walk out of darkness into light, you're wanting to walk out of darkness into joy, it is about to happen. It is happening already in this house. And it's going to happen even more as the days get closer because we are in the season of rejoicing. We are in the season where we've traded our battle guards for refreshing. Our spirit of heaviness for a spirit of praise. Our garments of praise is about to wrap us up. So this morning, as we end this service, if you've got a word, and God has granted you a word inside of you, whether it was spoken to you, whether God gave it to you personally, whatever it is, I want you to stand right now. If God has gave you a word about your family, about your children, about anything that's going on in your life, about your finances, whatever it is. Now I want you to begin to thank God. I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my tears. I'm trading my everything because <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, we are activating. We're activating. We're activating this morning. Woo! Hallelujah. The word that God has placed in placed inside of you from this moment on, you will take care of it. It will become righteous. It will become glory. It will become peace. It will become power. It will become fruition. It will become whatever God has declared it to be. Because from this moment on, you can look around at your peers and you can say, you might not believe it, but watch me. You may not excite, you may not be excited before me, but watch me. I'm about to bring forth his word inside of me. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. By this time next year, my family will be saved. By this time next year, I will be physically healed. By this time, yes, next year, my needs will be met. I'm going to be emotionally healed. I'm going to be financially healed. I'm going to be relationally healed. By this time next year, oh, I will be the greatest blessing on every block that God has assigned me to. I will be, I will be, hallelujah. So this week, I want you to understand there's two scriptures I want to leave you with. And one is first Second Corinthians, I believe it is, 1 and 20. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen, unto the glory of God by us. Come on, you, you missed a good place to shout right there. How many promises? All. For all the promises of God are in Him a yes. 
and in him that God granted an amen to this work unto the glory of God by us. The next one I want to read you is in Thessalonians 5 and 20. Hallelujah. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. It's not he may do it. It's not he might do it. It's he will. He will do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And verse Psalms 138 and verse 8. I want you to put this in on your refrigerator. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. He's about to perfect my miracle. Mercy, thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why? Because of what he said. He's going to perfect that that concerns me. So this morning I want you to praise him for a minute. I want you to worship him for a minute. Because he's up to something. Amen? He's up to something. Because next week, our point is, put that next one up here real quick. No? Number six. Is it on there? Nope. Number six is the very next verse, verse number five. Look at it. He says, you will conceive. You will bring forth. Or he shall in there in that King James tone, but it means he will. He will become a Nazarite, or he will become dedicated. And I'm going to talk about where there's a will, there's a way. Because if you're in the will of God, he's going to make a way. There's no way around it. There's no way through it. It looks like it can't happen. But God says, if you're in my will. I'm going to make a way. So this morning, I just want you to thank him for a minute. (laughs) There's some hippies in here. Y'all liking this. Amen? Come on, you're a total rebel from the world's viewpoint. But you fit right into God's power. Because God's turning it around for what the enemy used for evil. God's turning it into good. What the enemy wanted to destroy you with, God's saying, but I'm going to fix you with that. I'm going to anoint you with that. I'm I'm going to edify you in the same power the enemy wanted to destroy you. I'm going to take that same authority and I'm going to turn it around. You know why? Because he gets glory out of it. Every time you use what the enemy meant to destroy you and destroy the works of the enemy with, the enemy gets a headache. Because he remembers the cross and it put a wound on his head that he wasn't easily healed. So every time God raises somebody up that is bent down in the pit and they use the same thing, he uses the same vessel that the enemy taught to destroy them with and they get up and they turn that rascal on on himself and they get people saved that's out of the place they were in. Every time it happens, the devil says, ouch did not see that coming. You know why? Because he wants to seek you in despair. Take a drug addict that's able to win another drug addict. You know what happens? The devil gets a headache. Because the same thing that he thought he destroyed you with, you've turned on. 
and you've won somebody that he thought he had. Hallelujah. No wonder the devil is wreaking havoc of Adair County because he's got people in lies. He's got people down and depressed, but they're coming out. They're coming out. They're coming out. No more. No more defeat because we got a bunch of them in here that are turning it back on saying, well, you thought you had one. But we're going out and we're grabbing them. They're going out and they're gaining them. Every week we're seeing new ones come in. It's been in the same place and they're back there working and they're talking to them in private rooms and they're dealing with them and they're bringing them out of that mess and helping them become big toe. Oh, somebody ought to shout. And you know what we're doing? We're giving hell a headache. doesn't like it. But you know why? Because the word's been spoken over Adair County. They will come out. And they're coming out. So I want us to end this service. I'm sorry for keeping you so long. But I want you to stand this morning and I want you to begin to say, God, I thank you. Because your word is coming forth. Your word is being birthed in this house right now. The words that you have spoken sometimes 20 and 30 years ago that God is birthing them words out right today. Today they are becoming babies. They're becoming things that we can see. Our faith is becoming sight. In the Hallelujah. Faith is becoming sight. Come on, praise Him this morning. Come on, you get louder than that. Hallelujah. Y'all get louder than that when OU scores a touchdown. My goodness. Come on. Let's give us some ring in here. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ has won the battle. Already won the battle. So this morning, the word that is inside of you, let it come forth. I want you to protect it this week. choke coat on anything the devil comes at you with and say I ain't listening no 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 you may have to stop in the kitchen while you're doing something I'm not listening to you we have to stop the car and pull it over and say devil don't you get it we're not listening to that because why something's about to come forth in this house God bless you Thank you.